Hello and welcome to another episode of the Scream Eagles podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Manly Seagulls and Billy's former favourite, Parrot Eels. I'm your host Ben and joining me as always is Billy Go East's Buttons. Ooh, yes, thank you Ben. Big week. Big, big week. Big Huge. week. Um, Feels good to be a winner. <laughs> and look, you, you look less stressed. You look like you've got a, a, a much sunnier disposition this week. Thanks for noticing. Um, and obviously, you finally listened to your therapist's <laughs> words and said, if it's causing you so much grief, maybe you should stop going for para. Mm. And um, this week it happened. No. So just, just to fill in the listeners, um, one of my spies, hmm. one of my spies sent me a uh, incriminating photo um, not sure when it was taken. Probably the same night that James Roberts went out. It's probably at the same party, to be honest. Probably I, Nick, one of the Nick Politis parties, yeah. I'm sure. Um, and it was a picture of a, a very tall, uh, uh, good-looking blonde-haired lady with a uh, East jersey. Mm-hmm. And standing next to her was someone who, well, not so tall. <laughs> Above average height. <laughs> Just above In average. Certain pygmy tribes. Yeah, above average if he was standing next to Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> Billy uh, Night Train Buttons there. And uh, look, I had to I had to do a double take. Yeah. And I was taking a glass and I was having a sip of water at the time and I spat that across the room. <laughs> and there you were, proudly wearing a Easts yeah. jersey. Yeah, well, I could call fake news, but well, no, it's true. I have to. This is well. Let listeners decide. I'll, 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 I'll blur the faces <laughs> because I know you're so ashamed of it. Yeah, and you might get beat up when you walk down Church Street. Yeah, next time. So I'll blur your face, but I will put the pick up once this Total, goes to air, and I'll let the, I'll let the listeners Total decide. stitch up. So I will give you, I'll give you the background. Uh, sure, you, you can be the judge. Yeah. Does it, does, does the story start back in 1986? <laughs> 87. 87. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had a I had a friend's 40th, as yeah. I'm wont to do lately. So I'm, I'm still well, very close. Well, it was the weekend, yeah. so of course you had someone's 40th. I had 40th. a 40th. Yeah. I've got another one this weekend, actually. Surprise, surprise. Um, and the theme of said party, the guy's mm. name is Marty. And the theme was there's something about Marty. And I presumed it was there's something about Mary because mm. the invites were done in the theme of something about Mary. Right. It was all, you know, uh, hair gel scenes. So and you're all ready to I jack ready off to in be, your own face. Yeah, that's or, right. Matt yeah. Dillon or yeah. with the big fake teeth or yeah. even like I thought the old lady with, the, you know, the oh, leathery yeah. boobs. That would have been funny. <laughs> yeah. So I was getting ready to... Um, or the baseball. Have you seen my yeah, baseball? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the earmuffs. <laughs> Frank. Yeah. Um, is it Frank? No, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, Have you seen my baseball? Yeah. yeah. Don't touch the earmuffs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, 
don't go to these damn Nepalese coins. Actually, it would have been it would have been good to walk up with your Franks and Beans coins. Franks and Beans, or even like the guys playing the guitar. That oh, would yeah. have been, you know. Yeah. So I had all these things planned, and I sent a little message saying, "I'm oh, just wondering, is anyone thinking of going as uh, Matt Dillon, trying to yeah. suss it out?" And no, no, no. The theme was to dress like Marty, the guy whose fortieth it was, oh. which presented very few op- like it's hard to he's not particular he doesn't have a particular doesn't stand style out. no he's just a normal he's just a reg- regular go he's a surfer right um he's got curly blonde hair um mm. and he's an east fan right uh and as the day approached and i was getting desperate i mm. rang i rang my friend lep who mm. you know and i said mate what are you what are you going as and he's like i can't he had to go up to uh his girlfriend's uh, event in Dubbo mm. that he'd pre-booked. He's like, mate, I would just go as an East fan, put a put a blonde wig on, and go as an East fan. I went, yeah, that's kind of easy. Mm. Um, so I borrowed an East jersey off off a mate, mm. and um, and I wore it. And I, I must admit, I thought this is this is a bit of a, if anyone sees me in this, but no one, you know, no one no. knows who I am. I'm not that big a deal yeah. outside of the seven. Wow. But then, um, although you did get recognised at the SFS to, yeah, amongst right. fifteen thousand fans, yeah, well, based on your voice alone, nine thousand fans. <laughs> um, and shout out to at Suits Twenty Two, <laughs> big fan what of the podcast. He said, "Mate, I've got to get a photo with you and his his um, wife Phoebe, who was dressed as a in in Roosters fans as well." He's like, "I've yep. got to send this to um, Phoebe's brother's a massive Roosters fan. Right, He'll right. love this." Yeah. So I went, oh, okay, so there I am smiling in this photo and then a few hours later I see it copied on a message to you going, well, <laughs> please discuss. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. big so weekend. Obviously, um, obviously between the, uh, the, the para T-shirt with Bishop on it, whatever her name is, Bromham Bishop, Bishop yep. and now Billy in a East uniform, the, yep. the, the Screaming Eagles t-shirts are going to be running hot off the hot press. Hot off the press. So get in early. Put, yep. your, put your orders in now. Jersey gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, that, made, my, uh, that made my morning. Mm. Um, now, can we go slightly out of order? Okay. Because I feel like last week I, we got into news and I was just chomping at the bit to talk about the game and I sort of popped in little bits and pieces okay. here and there. Yeah. But if we could just get straight to the game, because this is when we talk about our week. And yeah, what a week it was. I mean, what a week it was. So if we could just get straight into game. Well, at the 1980 <laughs> Winter Olympics, now it might have been 76, but we'll say 80. Yeah. At the 1980 Summer uh, Winter Olympics, mm-hmm. the height of the Cold War. Yeah. The Russians had been dominating ice hockey at okay. the Olympics for years because they were sending professional players. Yep. The Americans had only been sending amateur players and been getting towed up every year. Then, one year, 1980, a group, a group of a mishmash of young players went a, out there. A motley crew. A motley crew went out there and beat the Russians. And won the gold medal, one of the one of the most unlikely wins in the history of sport. The miracle, and on that ice. was called the miracle on ice. Now, up until last Saturday, Bill, uh, an event had not been seen like that since. <laughs> so from this day, from from that day onwards, on the sixth of April, 
it will always be referred to from now on. Yes. As the miracle at Brookie. The miracle at Lotto Land, I think. It should be. <laughs> we'll call it Brookie. <laughs> um, I think it really sums it up. And I just uh, to say that Manly had a hundred different excuses to fail, mm. but only one reason to win. And that one reason was pride. Pride in the maroon and white. <laughs> Bill, I, I, I think it's safe to say that I... These colours don't run. Okay. Your pants are running a little bit. <laughs> something's running out of them. A little pre-something's coming out. <laughs> Look, in the word of in the word of Jay Z, in the words of Jay Z. Okay. When Tommy go down injured, we had 99 problems, but DCE ain't one. <laughs> I feel bad for your son. Um, look, it was. Uh, what a game! What what went through? Like, what were your feelings after the game? I always I always enjoy playing South. Okay. To to go back a few games before I always we always like yeah we got we got beaten by them quite comprehensively last last year, mm-hmm. but we always seem to have good games against them. Um, and I and I enjoy watching South play. Um, they were also the rumored match fixing game, so maybe you could have beaten them, but you could have throwing games. Maybe. Yeah, um, we'll have to talk to, According to Carianus about that. Well, no, isn't it um, old mate selling ice creams? <laughs> Masood, uh, was that it? One of his? No, no, that was Carianus. That's what set me. Uh, that's what set me and Carianus off in a collision course. Okay. And I had a good feeling going into it, regardless win win or lose. I I, I thought we were gonna have a good showing. Um. And when I when I saw that first half. And I, I thought I thought the second half we, we would win. I okay. knew the crowd was gonna. I knew the sellout crowd at Brookie would bring the team home. Yeah. I, I, I had a I had a sense I had a sense it was gonna happen. When Tommy went down with the hammy, mm. I, I thought that's it. Yeah. And the reason why is because in my head, it's the same team. From, from the last three years mm. which is just looking for an excuse to lose and when Tommy went down it's like oh well we've played well up until now now we've got our excuse Tommy went down so they'll probably put 18 to 24 points on us mm. you know what I mean but let me tell you that this, this is an interview with Jake Travojevic after the game right yeah and this is off this is when they asked him about his crunching tackle on the so-called South's hard man, Cam Murray. Well, let me tell you, after that tackle, he doesn't know what a hard man is. I can see a hard man. <laughs> There's only one right There's in one, front of me. But there were two hard men right then, <laughs> Jake and me, when that tackle went when that tackle went in. Absolutely crunched him. Oh, actually, sorry, it wasn't on Cam Murray. Who was it on? No, it was on somebody else. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You were still hard. Yeah, I was still hard. Was still a wannabe hard man. Um and then uh, Fanu picked it up and ran with it, and they and and scored the try. And they asked him. I said, "Oh, what 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 made you run down there?" Because he was like one of the first guys down there. And he said, "Des had given them a spray the week before on kick chasing." Mm. And he said, "And they booted it down there. I was absolutely knackered. And then I just thought, I don't want to cop a spray from Des, so I better run down there and put a hard tackle in there and really crunch him." And that's the difference. Yeah, Des doesn't want to hear Des doesn't want to hear excuses. And and whereas Trent, Trent, that's all he was excuses before he'd even coached. 
his first NRL game, he came out and said, we've got, we've got more short turnarounds than any other team. This isn't fair. It was before he'd even coached the side. He'd already set up his excuse mm. for failing that season. And I think that's the difference. Des, in the interview afterwards, they said, oh, so Tommy's gone out and injured. That's going to be hard going forward. And he just said, yeah, look, players get injured all the time. This is, this is, this is what football is. You need to make allowances and you need to have other guys to come in and, and, and fill in for him. Whereas Trent, he, would have, he literally probably would have teared up and gone, yeah, there's our season. Uh, we're, we're not even going to bother turning up for the, until Tommy comes back. And I think Des. Super coach. Super coach Des. I, I like it. Already. He's got the right attitude. And, and regardless of how we go for moving forward, I think we're going to go into each game with the right attitude from now on, which is no excuses. We're here to win. Mm. Great. Um, great. Well, I was listening to this. Speaking of the sultry, smooth voice of Michael Carianis, because he, mm. he's on the continuous call. Did he sound? He sounded nervous to me. I listened to a little bit of it at the beginning, and uh, he was sort of mixing up his words and yeah, he's a little bit nervous. Look, Maybe he thought we were in the audience. He's no elite podcaster. No. He doesn't have uh, our our, our ability, ability. Our ability to edit out all the bad stuff <laughs> yeah, afterwards. That's right. <laughs> but so I was stuck in the inner west, driving children around, listening. Mm. Um, and you know, I give DCA a bit of a hard time. But I will say he's pretty damn clutch with his field goals. Mm. How many is that? Like he, he's well. This is a hard stat. Yeah, DCE has won five golden point games with a field goal, and that's the most in the history of the NRL. Mm. Any player, and yeah. we're going against all that long yeah. so-called immortals. Reg like, Gasnier never kicked like, a golden point. No, like <laughs> like well, just you know, Jonathan Thurston. Cam Smith, all these so-called clutch players. yeah. Mate, there's no more clutch than DCA. (laughs) Um, So I was listening and it sounded like... um, So George Burgess, by all accounts, from from my listening, then I watched the highlights, Mm. it sounded like he was having an absolute shocker. There was one Uh, where I was going, oh, thank God, we didn't. We didn't get him. Yeah, uh, look, yeah, he, he dropped it a couple of times, but to be honest, both teams were dropping it. Yeah. I think Marty Tapao probably dropped it just as many times as George Burgess. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, you know, we've dropped a, we've dropped a lot in the four four games. We've dropped the ball a lot in three, mm. which um, isn't ideal. But it's something that's, I guess, relatively easy to fix, or it should be. Just well, should fucking be. catch the ball. Yeah, well, you just got to hold on to it in the tackle. Yeah, you just skill. got to you just got to grab hold of it. Yeah. Um, but look, shout out Marty dropped it a few times in a couple of t- key times. Mm. But I have to give a shout out to Marty, and this is what I got confused about before. Cam Murray got given a short ball, like about three meters out from the try line, spots a gap goes straight through. Marty Tapao grabs him from behind as he's falling over the try line, holds him up, and then just holds him in midair to deny him the try. Wow. It's the greatest feat of strength <laughs> I've ever seen, um, with the exception of me stopping myself from coming my pants right there and then when I saw it. Both, had, both were examples of great control. <laughs> And they were both edging towards the final. So um, you, you, you dally in points. Who, three, two, and one. 
Who do you, who do you give three points to? Uh, look, uh, I, I don't know. I thought I thought DCE played well. He he didn't play badly. Yeah, he he played well throughout the entire game. When Tommy went down um, in the second half, DCE did a couple of Tom like runs. He 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 was like hanging around the ruck and he was waiting for a couple of the tired defenders. And then he spotted it and he called for the ball. So one out from hooker, picked it up and went right around the markers and spotted, got right up the other end of the field, like on one run. It was a great run. And and, and when I saw it, it was just kind of like, that is classic Tommy run. Yeah. And I think he was in his head. He was just like, right, I need to start running the ball. I need to, I need to do what Tom would do right now because there's no one else here realistically who can do it. Um, so I'd probably give DCE the three. Yeah. I'd probably give... Um, AFB. Look, I'd probably go Marty and AFB. The other two points. The 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 forwards. I I I honestly think that we have, and I know you're going to chuckle at this. I think we have the 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 best two props in the game right now. The best one-two combination starting props at at the moment. Manly. You tell me two better starting props than Fenua and and Tapao. No, can't do it. Tim Manor. He's on, the, he's, on the, he's on the bench, so... <laughs> Daniel Alvaro. <laughs> I honestly think they're like these so-called, these so-called, um, you know, top-rate packs like they've got in the, in the Cowboys and the, and the young pack that, you know, everyone keeps talking about at the Broncos. Yeah. Mate, they're getting shown up. We, we have, our props have won the battle every game so far. The only reason we're losing is because our, <laughs> once the ball goes outside the middle... <laughs> Things, yeah. things take things take a turn for the worse. Yeah. But I mean, I, when it went to Golden Point, and Reynolds had a chance, pretty good chance too, didn't he? Yeah, he had a yeah. He had he, he took first shot. I mean, mm. it was forty out, you know, and he'd been kicking shit all game. Yeah. So I, I kind of had a feeling he was going to miss it. Mm. But when we got down the other end, I just knew DCE was going to kick it. Like he's he's just pressure. That's the, he just loves it. He loves. He's, he's it. like a queen song. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, and look, I, I I won't lie. My wife walked in because I was watching it. My wife walked in. She said, "Why are your eyes all welled up like that? Why that?" And I had a tear going down because it was it it was the manly that I hadn't seen play for three years. The fight. Yeah. 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 That's fair enough. It was a good win. Good yep. win against a fairly understrength and disappointing. <laughs> you know what I love? I don't love. I'm I'm being facetious. Yeah. When when the rabbits lose, it's all oh well. This was the loss that you know this has been building for a while, and you know we deserved this loss because we played so poorly. I mm. hate that. There's a I get like the focus needs to be on yourself if you're a player. So yeah. when you lose a game, you're not you're not thinking about well gee they were good or mm. you should be thinking about what we should have done better but I feel so often the teams forget to even acknowledge that actually we got beaten by a pretty good effort there yeah. and it's so rare that they, they even come out and say that and I've heard well, that's a lot all Bennett. week of, yeah. oh we this was all on us and yeah. even though we were undefeated we'd been playing really badly and you know this was a good kick up the bum that we needed it's like guys you fucking lost and mm. you almost lost to the titans last week it's mm. not like it was that out of character yep. and manly will were missing their best player and manly's got issues in their centers and in one of the worst back lines manly's ever fielded especially once you take out 
Tom Trebojevic, although mm. as I'll shout out to Sea Eagle Spur, Nathan didn't realise that the halfback is actually part of the back line. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought, you know, that's that's all you kind of want from your team. Mm. Um, I, I had similar thoughts. I'll get to it when we go through para. But, you know, it was you get the win and that's that's what you need to do. And against, I would say, against the odds, really, at the end of that game, Manly looked kind of beat um but they still found a way to win it and we not still find a way to win it, you know they yep. had a lot of reasons where they could have said oh we lost tom turbo on it could have been a brave loss that you know would yeah have been exactly up that way which i think is exactly what i'm is, that's the point i'm saying we yeah. just don't go for those excuses anymore and, and i really think that like um the difference between the team this year and previous years too is we're not yeah we were beaten by you know, I think uh, like in the first round, the Tigers beat us by like 12 or 14 or something. But that's the most we've been beaten by this season. And you, you, you compare it to other seats, you compare it to the like the last, even, even, even two years ago when we made the finals, we came six. We were still putting, we'd still kind of like, we'd either win or we'd get beaten by like 20 points. Yeah. Like they'd put a massive score on us and we're just not we're just not leaking points as much as we used to yeah and i know it's only four again it's only four rounds in and generally i would hold back saying that but because we're we played south the undefeated team i think it's a fair it's fair to say we've now faced one of the really good teams yeah and um well i, I you know we, yeah. we we didn't just hold our own we we uh, held everybody else's as well. Yeah, well, this is one of my I'm done's because I get everyone's like, it's round four and every mm. para fans are cheering and it's round four. You know, you've won two games, Manly fans. It's like, well, I get it. I understand that people get excited and I get that there's still a lot of football to come in the season. But don't forget where para and Manly were this time, like last year. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we have improved a lot. And this, like last year... Manly would go off the rails in the second half. Even mm. in that East game when they were down 26-0, they turned it around, they, they came back, and mm. that seemed to get them on a bit of a run. Since that turnaround, yep. they played really well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, why not get excited? Because it's it's different from what you're seeing last year. Yeah, yeah sure, it's round four, and things might go pear-shaped. Maybe they'll... you know. But at the moment, they're looking much, much better, and much they're heading better. in the right direction. And can I just give... I just want to give a shout-out to the, the Manly Faithful <laughs> for sell-out crowd at Lotto Land. Tony Abbott. <laughs> Do you think they came to see Tony? That's, yeah. Future member. <laughs> a, you know, re-elected member for Oringa. Um, we had... Yeah, it looked like it was... I think it was about 12,000 people. Mm. And I think, I think Brookie holds about 14, I think it is. So yeah. almost a complete sell-out. Um, Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, considering that we haven't won at Brookie for, I think someone was saying for six games, like mm. it was, you know, long lost a lot record. There was a lot of talk about Manly not wanting to be at Brookie anymore, mostly from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I, and I just compared those numbers in the scenes there compared to, well, the alarming numbers that was at the game later on. Um, for the para, yeah, para v whoever they played. Who para, did they play? Para v the sharks. Para the sharks. One of the full strength sharks competition front. It runners. was almost 
Yeah, I mean it was it's alarming. Even the para even the para faithful out there were saying, "Where is everybody?" Well, it's not our ground. It's not our ground. ANZ. ANZ's your home ground. See, why don't we compare the numbers from when we play the Tigers at our at Parramatta Stadium? Yeah, I think that's unfair to rely <laughs> on all those Tiger supporters for them to come to their home ground. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's we'll two. See. It's two teams playing at their home ground. I mean, yeah, you guys might. You know, the Roosters are talking about coming to the Parramatta Stadium. Mm. So you guys might want to have a look at it. Well, they know that um, it's going to be pretty empty come September, so someone may as well be using it. Boom. Thanks. Boom. <laughs> um, and then can I also... Uh, I just want to give a, uh, a shout-out. Well, not even a shout-out, but can I just also mention that a game that happened that day was the uh, SG ball. Yep. Which I think SG is under 18s, is that right? So I think it's like 18s and 17-year-olds. Mm. Um, I go more for the MILF category than the, uh, <laughs> than the 18-year-olds. <laughs> um, uh, beat South 66 to 10. Wow. But uh, the interesting point in that was one of the stars of the team was Ben Travoyevic. Yes. So I'm going to say he must be 17, 18. Mm. So you'd say only a year or two away from being eligible playing in first grade. Yeah. Now, Billy, you're an encyclopedia of, yes. of NRL knowledge. Has there ever been three brothers playing at the same team? I know there was the Walters brothers and they were all over the shop. <laughs> but has there ever been three brothers playing at the same yeah, team? Yeah, there were four. There were the Burgesses like... Two years ago. Oh yeah, they're still together. Aren't there they? was Tom, yeah. George, Sam. Have they? But are Luke. they brothers? Well, Drew's out. <laughs> yeah, because I thought I thought Russell Crowe was the, yeah was two of their dads. Uh, so I, allegedly, we're not going to go down this okay, sure. uh, this hole. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about the Burgess. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, the team we just played. <laughs> One of them played on your team. I can, there you go. I can it shows you how little you, yeah. I listen or, or pay attention to other teams. I can understand you wanting to forget about Luke Burgess. <laughs> That's right. I get that. But uh, yeah, he did exist. Ugh. Much like the Northern Eagles, he existed. What a what a prop what what, a, what <laughs> props we had. And you're wondering why I'm celebrating Marty and Aiden when our starting props back in, in twenty fifteen was um, Willie Mason yep. and Luke Burgess. Mm. But then wow. you did have the international of Lewis Brown <laughs> running off That's running right. off them. So. Yep. Just the boy with the finger in the dike. He's just filling all the holes. No wonder, no wonder you got done for salary cap cheat. Oh, I tell you what. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, all right. So you got that out of your system. Do you feel good now? It's like a weight's been relieved. It really was just one of those special days that I'll remember for a long time. <laughs> and, and it's one of those funny things where you, Tommy went down like literally two minutes into the half, right? Yeah. And I was watching the clock and I was like, okay, yeah, okay, well, that's probably it. I honestly thought they were going to put about... I thought oh, they'll probably run in about three tries. I thought they'd put about 18 on us, okay. right? And then you look at it and there's 20 minutes to go and you're like, oh... Still we're it. still ahead well yeah. we're still ahead it's like okay and then another 10 minutes you're like oh 10 minutes to go and we're still ahead and then five minutes to go and it's like all i think i think at that point it was all they they got a penalty and they'd kicked it and it was 12 all and you're like oh five minutes to go okay and then next thing you know it's golden point it's just like wow they just held on mm. they just said no 
We will not go quietly into the night. <laughs> okay, I have to cue the music again. Are you ready? Because <laughs> today we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into news. SCG surface unsafe after player suffers horror injury. Mm. Just want to give a quick shout out to Trent Robinson and yeah. uh, whatever Morris brother it was. Whoever's, yeah. whoever's the biggest winger out of the two. Um, so this is SCG, the East home home yes. game, home field, my I should roosters. say. Yeah. My passionate roosters. Yeah. So maybe they need to check out their own nest yeah. before they start pointing fingers at other people's. Yeah. I mean, what a what an absolute debacle! I mean, it is. It's a, it's a joke of a ground, the SCG well, for got, football. I, I hate watching much. it on on television. It it looks embarrassing the way it's set up. Mm. Like it it honestly looks like a little league game. Like they've just put some cones around and going, yeah, guys, this is the field where the cone is, and where it's just so makeshift. It's yeah. embarrassing. I mean, I think if you've got like the Anzac Day game will be fun because mm. they'll fill it. Mm. Um, it needs to be full. Or otherwise, you, you're dead right. It looks like an exhibition game. It looks like when the State of Origin was played at the but Coliseum. It, but it's not even LA. that. Like the, the the wide shot of the field when you when you're at nor- when you're watching the game normally yeah. in a normal field, you know, normal stadium. Yeah. Like Brookvale Stadium. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they go to that classic shot where you can see the full field and, you know, but you can still see the play, the ball, everything, you can see the crowd in the background. Yeah. Like, they're in. They're in the shot. When it's at the SCG and they go to that same shot, it's an advertising banner and then it's just it's empty green, grass. Yeah. They need to put... Like, honestly, they need to put, like, some, put some, some stuff down there, to yeah. protect the grass, which they do at concerts, mm. and then put fucking seats in there mm. and have the crowd... That would be awesome sitting down there. Like they need to do that. It just look. It's it's embarrassing. Yeah. Like it. it it's not. It, it's not great. Do the old like at the. You know when they have the halftime entertainment at the grand final or at the Super Bowl or whatever, mm. and they get like a renter crowd just yeah. for the TV cameras yeah. that are like absolutely. Like, These are, we're not at a concert. Yeah. Like, just just looks good. Just get a whole bunch of South supporters in there. And it doesn't matter, you know. It, well, the methadone clinic's not far away, no, are they? Exactly, and they'll turn up. They'll turn up to an opening of a letter. So, doesn't matter if it's East versus Canterbury, they'll turn up. Just they tell them care. it's an unlocked car. <laughs> they'll be in it, yeah. in a heartbeat. Just spread some loose change around on the thing. <laughs> they'll be into it. Um, well, here's it now, Billy. Mm. I'm sitting down for this okay. one. I don't want you. I don't know what this and is. let me just take away all your sharp objects out of your hand. I don't want you getting too triggered on this one. Okay. Manly chasing Clint Gutherson for next season. Mm. Troubling times ahead. Very troubling. Mm. And it's from the mole, who, <laughs> which is what troubles me the most. <laughs> we know isn't always a hundred. You know, we deal in a hundred percent. Yeah. The mole. Well, he's almost a hundred percent. Hundred percent wrong. <laughs> Now I know, so I know he's not the most reliable source, but, yeah. but, but even a broken clock is right twice a day. We know Gutherson we do has know him. strong links 
to the Northern Beaches community. Well, his best mates were the Travoyevich brothers, and if you go on his Insta, he's always working out with them during the off-season. Yeah. Which, personally, I think should be banned. But anyway. <laughs> so we know that already. Yeah, we know that. He's from there. Mm. He has strong links to the community. Mm. We know that Manly mm. are rebuilding and are looking pretty good at the moment. Mm. We know that there's a need for a player like Gutherson mm. in Manly. Mm. But the only thing that I'm happy about is the Marlins, I don't think, can offer them that money. I, I know that Manly... Because you're, you're talking about Manly, the number one team on the Northern Beach of the Manly Marlins. <laughs> the rugby. See what I did there? Boom. Yes, thank you. That's Good night. So <laughs> Game, set, match. Boo! That's atrocious. That was the worst comeback ever. That's all you've got. I thought of that. You planned I was it. Tweet it, and then uh, I thought, no, I'll save that's it. That's the where I, you probably should have just saved it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe no. I think it's pretty good. Just, I write, think just write, just write that down. Put it in your hope chest. I think it'll stand the test of time. <laughs> you feel free to tweet me at how much you laughed when you heard it. Um. So why would Manly? I mean, the only the only thing I well, can see about him is can Dylan I, Walker. Can I can I let you in mm. uh, from my man? I've heard I've heard a few things. Oh, okay. Yeah. From 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 people on from the an insider inside source. Yes. Probably the same guy that Molly talks to. <laughs> um. So Suli, who I'll get to in the next heading. Yeah. Uh, is not going to be with Manly next season. Surprise. Yeah. Dylan Walker is not going to be with Manly next season. He's on he's on top dollar for a centre. Overs, would you say? Uh, you'd, you'd pay him... Well, he, he's on someone like, you know, like he's on Latrell Mitchell type money. And he's not... So like 100 he, grand a year, according to the Roosters books. That's right. <laughs> so he's on massive TPAs. Yeah. Um, so he's not going to be he's not going to be re-signed mm. after all the debacle that's been going on, or if he is, he'll fucking get ready for a massive pay cut. But I, I think I think we're done with him. So we've got about like Suli's on almost nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he's on, he's on like training money, so that that doesn't mean anything. Um, but with Dylan Walker, he's on about six hundred to seven hundred grand. Because you've got to remember, we signed him as a 5'8". Mm. Um, so, that's a lot of cash to be to be freeing up. Now, I was listening to the Triple M Sunday Roast, or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> you know. Um, the Triple M gibberers. The, the dead set gibberers. Yeah, the dead set gibberers. And they they approximated that he, Gutho at the most, would be looking at about 600000 a season. And they even reckon that's a little bit too much, considering he's never he's never had played rep football or anything like that. City, he played for City. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so there you that's, go. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I forgot Paris got to allow for we that take, kind of stuff. We we allow whatever yeah. rep. Well, yeah. you 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 consider even the nines a rep side. <laughs> Premier, try taking those rings off us. <laughs> so. I mean, it could it could work. If, I mean, I guess you guys have got Trebojevic. 
Yeah. Um, so that's that's across. You already let him go. And I think I saw a quote from him saying, yeah, they already didn't want me, so why would I want to look back there? He'd be doing an Ivan mm. and uh, getting, you know, a little bit of cucking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Para's kind of in the box seat to sign him if they want him. He's the captain. Mm. Para's got the money. They've got 20 players off contract. It is an interesting... What I think is more interesting is how quickly it turns and how hard it must be to to be like a head of football or a club CEO. A few months ago, we were saying it's going to be a complete rebuild. Para doesn't... They might want to keep one one mm. or two of these this team mm. and we're going to get a new coach. We'll just start from the ground up and we'll get rid of everyone and we've got all this money to do it um, and we don't give a fuck about our current playing lot because they just got the wooden spoon comfortably. Mm. Suddenly, we're four games in, they're three and one and they're playing well and the players are looking good and you're almost going, God, we probably shouldn't have 20 of these players off contract all in one yeah. go because we're not going to be able to afford to keep them all. Like mm. it's, 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 it's almost shifted the other way. Mm. I think Gutho should be an absolute priority for Para. Mm. I don't think he's not a Tom Trebojevic caliber player. He's not a game breaker. He's not, he's not at that elite level mm. of, you know, superstar game breaker but mm. he we said i mean you broke the story as we do boom last what you said i'd mm. like to have him and, and we had this conversation i think what he brings in tangibly mm. to the team in mm. terms of work ethic and just being a good bloke mm. is is worth a premium so well, then it kind just of, comes down to numbers i, I see him as kind of like a jared croker type level of player maybe not jared croker this season but jared croker in the past yeah like good players not quite rep and probably will never be that elite. But uh, yeah, maybe. They, when you're playing them as a team, you, you write notes on it. Go and watch out for this guy. He can do this and that and the other. You know he's what I mean? He's a good support like, player. I don't yeah. know. He's probably, I'd say, more like a, a Morris brother. Like, I know well, that they played a lot of rep footy. They've played a lot of rep footy. But I think footy. they played in the years when New South Wales weren't yeah. that good. I don't know. I think he's good. I think he could. Mm. You know, he's got better players in front of him. There's no doubt that Tom Trebojevic is a better, yeah. more talented player. Yeah. Um, Look, I, th- I think there are better teams that he could go for too, depending on what fits. he wants. Yeah. Like, but the, he, he does the Cowboys fan, are yeah. desperate for a fullback yeah. now that Val Holmes doesn't look like he's going <laughs> to... Yeah. Now that Val Holmes doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. Yeah. So there's probably a few teams that he could go and be the fullback. Mm. But Para needs a fullback too. Yeah. Yeah, but... Para needed a fullback two weeks ago when they took the offer off the table. Yeah, I don't know. I so, think there's a bit of argy bargy happening with his manager. Too. Probably his manager's. You well, know. it was interesting that like um, after the game on Saturday night, they asked him. Um, I don't know Fox Footy or whoever it was. I think it was Maddie Johns. Uh, you know, they put the the, the earphones yeah. on him and they said, "Oh, and what's happening with your contract?" And he goes, oh, "I don't know. You have to talk to my uh, agent, Sam, whoever it is." And he said, okay, anyway, thanks, guys, and took their things and just walked away, like mid-interview. Which was a little bit strange. Yeah. Like, it was almost like... It was was almost like like Billy Buttons when I talk about overs or TPAs. He just got (laughs) triggered. Well, I like how you're like, Manly's going to suddenly get get this guy, but we won't pay overs. No. 
We're just going to somehow get him off para, but yeah. pay more than what para yeah. will pay. Well, him. we're going to pretend we want him just so you guys have to pay overs. <laughs> Maybe. Because that's how it works. That's going to happen, though. There's going to be, as the team wins more, which you want them to win, yeah. players like him and Mitchell Moses even mm. off contract and it's been killing Well, Arthur was interviewed. Um, BA. BA. Do they, do they extend him? Well... Even, they were asking him about it. You're off contract. What's going on? And he goes, I don't know. I'm just trying to focus, you know, on one mm. week at a time, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. he goes, but I, it would be nice if it was got sorted sooner rather than later. Yeah. I don't think they're going to... I don't think Para are going to sign anyone or do anything until about round 13 or 14. They said June. They said yeah. we're not going to look at it. So June. we're not going to let you guys get out to a good start. We re-sign you all, and then you Suck. just sit back, sit back, and go sweet. Yeah, I got my three-year, four-year deal. Yeah, well, imagine they signed BA now. Yeah, and then they lose the next ten. Yeah, and they've got to pay him out. Well, sometimes you know, if you look at the great sides like Broncos, they just sign, they just sign guys to five years regardless. Mind you, then they you know could, Steve Kearney yeah. is working out for all these clubs. So you just got to you just got to look at it and Dean just go. Dean Pay hey. worked for Dean Pay. They suddenly start winning. They oh yeah, extended him. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, speaking of um, speaking of uh, the Bulldogs, can I just read you a a text I got from former uh, host of the Screaming Was podcast, Cyrus? Okay. And this just reminded me. This is just classic. This just reminded me of when I was hosting the podcast with him like four years ago. Uh, it was after the Warriors game. Yeah. After we just. You know, absolutely towed them, forty-two to three, I think it was, or something like that. I think they tried to kick a field goal in the closing seconds. Um, and Cyrus wrote this to me: "Against foreign and green, must have felt good putting away those deserters." <laughs> and I wrote back saying, "Foreign doesn't play for the Warriors." Now he literally just watched the games, <laughs> and I wrote. Byron doesn't play for the Warriors. And then Cyrus has written back, I'm sure he does. <laughs> and then I've just written back, this reminds me of, pod- of our podcasting days. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Shout out to all the, all the weed dealers in Perth. <laughs> yeah. I've got to get some of that good stuff over here. Get some of that sweet kush. <laughs> that sticky, sticky, Real sticky, sticky, <laughs> Um... Wayne Bennett taking photo with wheelchair lady. <laughs> this wasn't so much adding, but this week's uh, not uh, all heroes wear capes. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. Um, I feel like I don't know if Jackson Hastings would feel a little bit jealous or betrayed that Maybe she's aroused. just she's just traded him in for Super Coach Wayne Bennett. But uh, photo and article uh, appeared. Uh, of Wayne Bennett taking time, taking time out to to pose for photos with a lot of Manly fans. Yeah, as it turns out. Yeah, um, which was great. Apparently, he, sp- he spent like an hour oh, hanging out man. after the game. So good on him. He, yeah. you know, he was a bit bit prickly mm. in the uh, in the presser afterwards, which I can kind of understand. Such such stupid fucking questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like I can understand why he's been you know, he's been coaching for thirty just lost in golden points. Thirty odd years. Yeah. Um, and you get the same questions over and over again. Um But uh, yeah, so Wayne Bennett taking time out to take photos with the Manly Faithful. Yeah, it did it did yeah. It, it brought it brought some feelings that I haven't felt 
for a little while. Yeah, since, since a certain someone left our shores. Let's let's never speak his name. But then you know there there was also another person who's up for not all heroes wear capes. Okay. At the same time, it wow. was a real special day out it at Brookie. Special. Um, George Tafua. Yeah. Stayed back after the game, <laughs> while the rest of his team is celebrating and high fiving and everything. George looked around <laughs> and saw somebody else who needed a little bit of a helping hand. Yeah. So one of the ladies who was trying to carry in the advertising banners. Off the, off the goalpost, with the pads. Yeah, the was looking, struggling. <clears throat> so George went over and helped her carry it over. <laughs> now, I've heard from a reliable source, he dropped them five or six times. <laughs> <laughs> but as per George, that didn't stop him. <laughs> Picked them back up and just ran hard again. So... Shout out to George for Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Yeah. Nice one. They're my favourite. They're my yeah. favourite, like, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. It's when a player's seen just doing the most simple, <laughs> simple courtesy. Picking up a water bottle. I mean, it all really started with JT, right? <laughs> Where you were seen picking up a water bottle and putting it in the bin. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I wanted to leave it, but can I just point out he didn't put it in the recycling bin? So, obviously, not an eye on the future for our kids, yeah. but regardless, we'll let mm. that go. Um, the real reason Suli was dropped. Ooh. So, he's come out from the mole again. Okay. I feel like the mole's just been hanging out in Manly. Yeah. Just trying to, you know, find out what's going on. Um, so apparently, wait. Apparently, Des has been fat shaming him. Okay. Now. Are we okay with this? No. No, we're not. No. And I'd say this is the only smear. On this Dez's is the name. only slight blight. Yes, on Dez's coaching tenure. His whole career, really. For 2019. You really can't... In this day and age, you really can't do that. No. You know, it, it takes me back to, like, 1960 in Las Vegas, where the showgirls used to get weighed in every week. Yeah. Disgusting. And And if you didn't... If you put on weight, you would be fired. Now, you just can't do it in this day and age. Yeah. Now, poor Moses has to come in and sit on the scales. And if he goes over a certain weight, he gets dropped. Uh, I, I, I don't agree with it. I mean, really. How what ridiculous. is this? The 1960s? Um, yeah, but look, apparently that's, that's the situation. Yeah. Apparently every, every Sunday night, um, he has to go around to Dez's house. Now, Dez has a special just room. Mm. <laughs> Um, with all the windows are blocked out, and Photos Moses of... Moses has to completely strip and stand on scales okay. in front of Des. Are there any photos of now? Like... Just to make sure that it's, you know, the scales are accurate. Yeah, Des makes him stand there for half an hour, nude, nude. <laughs> well, Des just you know, and Des takes photos just to make sure Thanks, that photos. all the up and up and and just for fairness. <laughs> Des is nerd too. <laughs> well, otherwise it'd be weird. It'd be awkward. <laughs> it would be awkward. <laughs> Des, you know, it's obviously a weird situation. So Des lightens the mood yeah. by saying, have you ever thought about dyeing your hair blonde and having a, you know, giving yourself a short back and sides? Because, yeah. you know, it could be a good look. Yeah, could be a good look. trying new things. But anyway, how's that scales going? No, I haven't gone down yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not the only thing that hasn't gone down. <laughs> So uh, that's that's where we're at. Um, well, can I also just while we're talking about Des and his peculiar fetishes, <laughs> can I shout yes. out because you did mention you're not going to bring up the, me, are you? No, no okay. I am going to mention a young Ben Travoyevich. Oh, so you you yeah. made a cursing 
uh, a fleeting mention of. Yeah. And um, shout out to long-time Magnificent Seven listener, Ben R47, mm. who pointed out that, that the, you know, say what you will about Jake and Tom Trebojevic. Mm. Uh, okay, Looks I will. probably... Uh, you know, I know you're, you're aroused by them, but the the, the, the junior mm. Trebojevic is is the perfect combination of Jake's masculine. Yeah, masculine. We probably should just get in. Probably kill two birds with one stone. Get straight into hard stats. <laughs> but no, he he's very he's he, he's a good looking kid, and yep. he fits the uh, boil slash LG slash. Garrick Garrick slash um, the clean uh, uh, who's the other who's the new second row we've got Cordwell Cord, uh, anyway, yeah the other guy yeah, <laughs> we, we spoke about Old him at fella. length last week yeah. <laughs> that was last week a lot week. of alcohol moved on yeah um, but yeah so he he mm. fits the Des type mm. so keep an eye out wouldn't surprise me if Des's room has a few posters of him in it too. I mean I just feel like he's he's custom made for another Tina Turner running along the beach with his shirt off type NRL promotion. <laughs> um, so should we just get, uh, do you have any, do you have any news no, this I week? I think you've covered it all. Covered it all. Mm. All right. Well, we're going to talk about breaking news. It's Infidel's Corner, but Valentine Holmes. Val Holmes. Yep. So, well, th- uh, this, let's just go. Let's, this, I was going to put that in for I'm done. Okay. But let's just go, boom, bring it up. So are you done? I'm done. With, I've been done with him for a while, but I'm done with Paul Kent yep. and uh, Buzz Rothfield and the whole tall poppy syndrome yes. that we have in uh, sport in Australia. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Crazy. Now, if you, those of you who didn't hear it or through the pipeline or read about it on NRL 360, so Val Holmes comes back into Sydney now this was just this wasn't an advertised thing or anything. He this and this was booked apparently three or four months ago, that he was always going to come back on this day just to spend because he had a few days off. Yeah, he's always going to come back just to spend it with his family, and there wasn't there wasn't meant to be any media thing. Or he's not out there promoting himself or anything. He's just come back, spend some time with his family, and then he's flying out. And you you arrive back in Sydney at a, like six a.m. flight. Yeah, brutal flight. Brutal flight. It was like 14 hours or something like that. Mm. He arrives back and there's all the journos lining up, ready to get comments on him. Now, that's fine. That's what they're paid to do. But he didn't ask them to be there. Mm. So they're asking him, like, oh, what's going on? What's happening? What are you doing back here? Blah, blah, blah. And he just said, I can't comment on anything. Yeah. And that's it. And then he just kept on walking. Now they showed that clip to Buzz Rothfield and Paul Kent, um, and Paul Kent and Buzz Rothfield both said he's a wanker. Mm. And look at him—he looks like a wanker with his hoodie up and a hat on. He goes, "Look at him with—he's got his hat on, his hoodie up. What? What? What's he meant to wear? Like a three-piece suit." suit. Yeah. And if he came off with a three-piece suit, they would have said, "Look at this wanker wearing a suit." Yeah. He did not ask for the media to be there. Mm. They've, they've taken a gamble and gone there in the morning and they've asked him. And now, as it turns out, which is your which you were yeah, mentioning, which we know, is yeah. now it's been... He has been told, I guarantee you, he's been told by the New York Jets, yeah, you we're going to announce it on Tuesday, do not say anything. Yeah. Now, if, you're, if you've been trying your ass off and you've been given... And you know that you're now signed and you don't want to piss off 
the future employers, I wouldn't be saying jack shit either. Especially getting off a long haul flight, you're a bit groggy, you're kind of like, oh fuck, I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. I don't want to accidentally say something and well, get a- and act- absolutely stitch myself up. And then these two old fucking dinosaurs, mm. and they're calling this guy, oh, he's a wanker. Who does he think he is? And then Buzz goes on to say, who does he think he is? He's accomplished nothing. He said he hasn't accomplished anything. And let, I'm not a Val Holmes fan, but let's just look at it. He's won Origin. He's won a Premiership. Asterix. <laughs> yeah, Asterix. Yeah. Right? He's represented Australia on the wing. Yeah. Well, what fucking else is there left to accomplish in yeah. rugby league? And what's, what's Buzz done? What's Buzz done? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, You're I, done. I, it... it, it it really came across well, as two people completely out of touch yeah. with the modern game. Like, just the other, The pathetic. other complicating factor too, which even goes further down that path, is not only, I'm sure, did the Jets say, don't announce this because we're going to announce it, but it's part of a program where there, there's only a certain number of players in that program. Mm. And... They were allocated, they were drawn out of a, I believe, out of a hat. So they said that the AFC East right. gets to add one extra international pathway right. player yep. each team. There's mm. four teams in the, in the AFC East. There's mm-hmm. the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets, and the Bills. Mm-hmm. And so they all get to add a player. Laurie Hohesh, who's the, the main kind of Aussie NFL Twitter guy... He was able to actually work out because they started announcing this morning mm. which teams had signed which players. So the Patriots signed a tight end from Germany. Right. And the Bills signed a wide receiver from mm. somewhere else. Mm. He was able to figure out that Holmes was going to the Jets just through the timeline of... So not only could he probably not announce it because he'd be fucking himself over, yeah. but if he announces it, he's probably also screwing for three other franchises right. and the whole international pathway program yeah. that's paying him. Yeah. So it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, they're, they're just arseholes. Mm. I, should have, I should have gone harder at Kent. He's a fucking... He seemed to, like... He seemed to be quite... In the first two weeks... Yeah. Not that I want to claim all the credit, but I will claim all the credit for yeah. it. He seemed a bit meeker and a bit yeah, uh, more polite. Yeah. And they even, again, I'm going to claim the credit for this, although it's yeah. probably not me. Yeah. But they took away the Ask Kenty hashtag mm. and it went mm. back to hashtag NRL360. Mm. And I, every time he tweeted, people were saying, tell us how you spat on the antique store. Mm. And then it all brushed over and now they've gone back to Ask Kenty. Well, I was actually walking yeah. past that antique store store <laughs> yeah uh, last Saturday night was it like in, I um, felt like taking it to the left I felt like um, no you know like um, Bojangles the pub where um, Chopper Reed shot that guy and everyone it's now a backpacker destination okay where people go to Bojangles and they 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 okay. they, they pose pretending to shoot okay. people and stuff I felt like, like it's now become that and I was like, almost going to take a photo of myself spinning on the antique from store. the grassy knoll yeah if it was open, I would have gone in and asked for a comment from the owner about how he felt about Paul Kent spitting on his shop. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I, like I, I'm, I'm already done with those yes. two. But I think it's just, it's just pathetic. Okay. Those two. I'll, You're done. Yeah. I'm done too. I'll yeah. join you on that one. Fantastic. Um, so let's talk about 
Paras game. Wow. Understrength, brave performance from the Sharks. Yeah. Without their captain, Paul Gallon. Mind you, you were missing. I didn't give you any grief about a future immortal Greg Inglis being True. missing. True. I would have preferred being Greg... Being missing. Talking about fat shaming. <laughs> yeah, well, we oh, already... I, I would have. I would have. I would have preferred... Old fucking fatty Bumbar hanging out on the <laughs> on the centers. Even Brad Parker would have been able to fucking step around that um, hippo. So I was again. This is another another hard stat. A game I didn't I didn't watch live because I was at aforementioned 40th mm. wearing my uh, Eastern Suburbs Roosters jersey. Mm. But um, I did watch the replay, and obviously the Sharks were missing a few key players. But again, going back to um, my, you know people getting upset about Eels fans or Manly fans for that matter claiming these victories. Mm. Last year, Parra would have lost this game. Yeah, I get that Cronulla weren't at full strength. Mm. But a win's a... You know, you, a, what have you got to do? You've got to win, and, and they won. Mm. Cronulla are still a decent side, even though they weren't at full strength. I don't think Matt Moylan is that good a player. Yeah, look, I, I, I would have... was the big loss. Yeah, I, I would have just... I still would have paid the win Yeah, if Matt Moylan was missing. Yeah. But the fact that they've also had... Uh, look, I think any team that has Josh Dugan at fullback is is crisis. <laughs> well, he's... <laughs> really the, under strength. Here's the one I love when people go, yeah, and Dugan also got injured. So that, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like saying Kaiser Pritchard got injured. Like, you, you, yeah. just, if you yeah. have Josh Dugan in your team... He's going to get injured. You're going yeah. to be down a player. Do you know he's like one of the... He's one of their top three highest paid players on that side. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Fergo and Dukes reunited. Yeah. But um, I thought the Eels did, were great. And can I... A special shout out. Mitchell Moses was outstanding. I, I got on Twitter and I saw a few people saying, oh, Moses is this, Moses that, Moses mm. for Origin. Mm. And I had a little chuckle to myself. Well, he's already played Origin, Lebanese Origin. Yeah. If you watch the game, yeah, he was absolutely dominant. Like, he didn't put yeah. a foot wrong all game. His kicking was excellent. Yeah. His defence was excellent. Mm. Um, his decision-making was excellent. He passed when he needed to pass. Mm. When he took the line on, he, he mm. was setting things up. He was he was outstanding. Well, like, he plays well every three years, and it, I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but his contract comes up, up every three years. I don't know. He was he was outstanding, and he wasn't whinging. He was he wasn't being a little bitch. Mm. You know, he was doing everything you could ask for him. So he was that was the main thing I took out from the game was Mitchell Moses was absolutely on fire, and if he can if he can keep that up, he's New South Wales' best halfback. By a long way, if he plays. But hang on a sec, hang on a okay. sec, Billy. Hang yeah. on, let me just tell you this. Yeah. Right. You're saying he's New South Wales' best halfback. Yeah. But did you not watch Nathan Cleary? Like, <laughs> yeah, come yeah, on, sorry. he played well yeah. for um, for the last minute. He Nathan Cleary. He he played well for the last minute. I mean, yeah. don't worry about the other seventy nine. That's true. I know. Don't I'm worry sorry. about the other seventy nine. He kicked. Actually, he didn't even Hang play. On. He didn't even play well for one minute of the actual game because he converted the try after eighty minutes. Yeah, and then he kicked a field goal in in mm, Golden Point. True. So, is, is his, what's his dad do? I don't know. Is his dad involved in the sport at all? I don't, I don't know. know. I never hear never hear anything no, about no his dad and him. Uh, anyway, I think his dad's Phil Gould, isn't it? <laughs> um, so that was my the other takeout. I'll say 
roster. Mm. Uh, roster, surprise, surprise, is in, like... Who's roster? Para's roster. Oh, I thought it was last name. But... <laughs> He's a good young player coming out of I thought you were talking about. Flag. I thought you were giving a shout-out to... Steve Ro- Roster. <laughs> I thought you were giving a shout-out to Ross Dog, who just retired at <laughs> night. It's like, yeah, sure. Seems a weird time to bring that up, but <laughs> yeah, yeah shout-out. Para's roster. Always entertaining. Yeah. Para's roster... <laughs> Roster. 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 What a great guy, Roster. <laughs> Nathan Roster. Yeah, I'm so excited. I just saying nouns randomly. Um, Roster. Origin. Winning. Um, so, Junior Paulo's been great. Junior mm. Paulo's made a huge difference, just mm. giving them that go forward. Speaking of fat shaming. Yep. Yeah, and... Um, Mate, he's a he's a machine. Speaking of origin, Eating machine. first man picked for origin. If he, who? Junior Paulo. Can he play origin? I I'll just presume he can. Yeah. And um, again, I really think we should bring in that the whole team has to weigh a certain amount. It's a great I, rule. I reckon that would be moving forward. Forget about the seven tackle set and all that kind of stuff. Okay. That's the next one that should be brought in. <laughs> all team has to weigh under a ton. A ton. Yeah. That would. Yeah. That would be great. Quick, Junior Paulo's coming on. All right, Fergo, you got to come off. Yeah, get on there, Reed <laughs> but it's, Arnie. But you can have unlimited interchange. <laughs> that would be it. Every team can carry like a jockey. Okay, I'm all for it. <laughs> State of <laughs> origin, wait. And in fact, the jockey could jump on Junior Polo's back <laughs> and just ride him like Master Blaster. Like, yeah, like Winks. <laughs> um, uh, and the the, two, the big the big backs. Mm. So we've gone from. Bevan French and, you know, having Will Smith to this Seaver and Ferguson. And it, you can see the difference it makes from a kick when a big back is there to take a hit up because the forwards are slow and they're coming back still. And they're having those big guys take the hit up, Manly have done it with Tafur and Churches. Mm. Um, so I think the Paris roster is looking a lot better. Uh, what can you take out of it? They won. Are they are they premiership favourites? No way. Are they even going to make the eight? I don't think you need to get ahead of yourself. But mm. don't begrudge us getting happy of the fact that we beat an understrength shark side because last year we, we we wouldn't have, and we're already only two wins away from where we finished the season last year. So I'm happy. Yes, yeah. I'll take it. Hey, no one will begrudge you your happiness. Yeah, Bill. If there's one person who deserves to be happy. Yes type of hard life you lead <laughs> I am I'm the hero Excellent. I'm the hero that we do you don't deserve that, that we do need do you think though that Mitchell Moses is a I'm not saying he is mm. but it, he could be a bit of a flat flat track bully at the moment I haven't seen has it been a bit of a getting smashed in the first half come from behind type of scenario oh, from Para yet uh no, they. I mean, they held in there against Penrith. Penrith looked like they were coming back, right? Uh, and they held in there. Yep. Um, I thought Jamin Salmon was good, so I mm. don't want to put it all on Moses. But mm. you're right. I think he's still got a lot to prove, Moses. Mm. But the difference from last year is noticeable, and it needed to be. Like, mm. who was going to sign him? He would have. Someone mm. would have taken him. Yeah. But he had an attitude problem last year. His defence was terrible. Uh, he was a bit of a party boy and it looks like he's on the right path. Now you're right, it wasn't against the best opposition 
and I'd like to see more of it. But again, just playing what's in front of me, he did everything that was asked of him. He had he had the best game I've seen him have in a para jersey. Mm. Um, so I want more of it. Mm. And to be advised, maybe maybe he will crumble a bit under pressure. Um, but he's doing everything right at the moment. Um, can I bring in a new segment? Yeah. That uh, I'd like to I'd like to you know I don't have to bring it in every week, but just a little. It's almost an infidels, but it's not really an infidels. Okay. Uh, it's called What's the Story, Corey Norman. <laughs> um, and I just want to. This is when I just want to touch base. Yeah. Because Corey, you know, he was a huge talking point for us when we were at. Uh, yeah, we spent we spent a lot of our time. A lot of time trolling his, especially the, the one thing I love to do on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And Ben DCE, our American correspondent, was already good at this because of the time difference. Yeah is first thing I do on a Sunday morning is quickly get up and check Corey's yes. Instagram before he had a chance to remember that he posted things he shouldn't have and deleted them. <laughs> um, so first thing you do is get up and quickly check Corey Norman's yeah. and, and, and you know screenshot any funny photos. And chances are he had a better <laughs> night than you had. That's right. <laughs> the best ones were after a loss too. They're the yeah. ones I love doing. And then sending them through to you going, looks like Corey's really upset about the loss yeah, last night. Yeah, you love Which that. Which would get you through to triggered, you know, yeah. extreme. Yeah, the code, code red. <laughs> code red, lock up the kids. Yeah. Um, now, Corey, second week in a row, mm. f- field goal in Golden Point. Good field goals too. Yeah. Not easy field goals. He had a couple of shots. That was his second shot, yeah. yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Do you think you've kept the right half or...? Yeah, I, look, I think it's one of those uh, breakups where both both people have moved onwards and upwards. Mm. Um, they, they, they don't exist, though. That's just a fallacy that the person who is upset tells themselves. Well... So who do you think is... Who do you think's more upset? Corey or... Or uh, the Moses? I don't... I mean, I think Parrot's pretty happy with the halves right okay. now. I think St. George have had more problems with yep. the halves because they bought Corey Norman for next year mm. um, and they had to play Widdop out of position. Um, but now that Widdop's injured and it looks like his injury's a long-term issue, mm. I think St. George are happy. I think Parra probably had two halves that weren't compatible and they had to get rid of one. I, I, I was team Norman. Like, I thought Norman would have been a better one to keep. I think he's a very skillful player. Mm. Um, and I hadn't seen that in Moses, but I think Moses this year has been playing better than I've ever seen. So, And I think Corey Norman's had, um, you know, a couple of good kicks. Um, he wasn't great in the first couple of games for St. George, but I like, you know, he's... he's he seems to be doing... He seems to be... Uh, there seems to be a lot more positive stories out there about him, though. Since he went to St. George, he seems to have... Be on a new path. Do you think well, getting out of that whole yeah the boys culture at Paris helped? I think I think it's helped both teams. I think it's mm. helped both teams. I think he was the the king of it. Mm. He's he's a cool guy. He's a good looking guy. You go to his. I don't know if you saw um, one of someone shared his likes yeah, after the that. game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he just basically liked a bunch of like Instagram models yeah. bikini shots yeah. at like two in the morning. <laughs> Who like, doesn't? Who doesn't? Well, I do. That's my signature <laughs> move, but no one's messaging me. Yeah. Um, but I think the balance of power, and you'd said this, when 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 you take on those, you can you can carry a couple of party boys, mm. and we don't all want our rugby league personalities 
be boring like Cooper Cronk's. Nah, you got to have your odd James Roberts in there. Yeah, yeah, but you, yeah. you know, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a funny guy and he's he's harmless enough, I think. Mm. But the the Paris situation was toxic when you had Hayne and Norman and it was yeah the boys type and they're losing all the time. I think he he probably got a good kick up the ass last year by mm. seeing, hey, you, you, your career's in limbo here doesn't matter how much talent you've got you're pissing it all away mm. i will say <laughs> um i don't know if you saw what's the story Corey norman he james seguiaro posted an instagram video where he's singing oh when the saints come marching in oh really who's who's singing seguiaro is right he's kind of just g'ing up norma but norman's driving his mercedes which i also took notice of wow. tpa time yeah and um you can see it on steering. Norman's driving, just Instagramming and Snapchatting away while he's driving, Whoa. and so it caused a bit of uh, yeah, right outrage. I'll say wow online about people saying, "How dare he?" Yeah, what type of a role model? Not a good one. Not a good one. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Um, all right. Well, that's about it. Yeah. For this week, can I've, got I just... a, I've got another hard stat. Oh, okay. Just one, yeah, which is hard stat? Just well, you know how I saved that. That Manly Marlins joke. Yeah. And um, it went... People still be laughing about it now. <laughs> Here's a hard stat. This is this is worrying times for the joint venture. Yeah. Manly have lost 100% of their games that Tom Trebojevic has not started in this year. Mm. So we'll see. Mm. We'll see whether they can dig deep mm. and show a bit more of the tough stuff that Des is, uh, Des is renowned for. Well, we've got, well, this week, you got? Yeah. this week we're up against um, the only immortal to be named while still playing, Kalen Ponga, um, and renowned dogfucker, uh, Mitchell, Mitchell Pierce. Pierce. So it's going to be a tough one. Where Do you know it? what's it's quite funny is I saw some um, tweets um, from, some, from, some, from some Newcastle uh, Knights fans, okay. and they're like, yeah, we're up against our arch nemesis this week. <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> like, you know when it's like oh, the I'm little brother's even, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get you and you don't even notice them. Yeah. I would not even classify the Knights in our top five. Yeah. I ne- guess 96, was it? Yeah, but... Uh, I know what you mean. So what? Yeah, like, so long, that's a super league. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. I wouldn't even... Yeah, not even in top five, Yeah, I would say. So uh, it's quite funny that they Who think that, that they think of us so often, and yet we don't even think of them at all. It's like us with you guys. Um, who would you say your top <laughs> yeah, five? You'd never think of me. You'd, you'd have Storm. Melbourne. Yeah. You'd have to have Storm in there. Yeah. Um, uh, you'd have the Eels. For eels for yeah. sure. Um, you'd probably have. Used to be the Bears, but they're gone. Yeah, I don't know. Probably Bears. That's, yeah. Um, I'd say recently. Um, Canberra, we've had a few, you know. Yeah, they've been pretty they've hard been, uh, games. They've been fiery, affairs. fiery, absolutely willing. Yeah. Um, okay. And I, I would almost say, although it's not, you wouldn't really call them our arch nemesis, but we've got a funny thing going with the Warriors too, yeah. just because we smash them every week. Well, yeah. every time we play them, pretty much we smash them. Well, so smash you wouldn't call them arch nemesis, but we do have a relationship there with the Warriors <laughs> where we. Where we well, you're take also them trying out. to muscle in on their turf. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would even say the dogs because yeah. of Des yeah. going over there. So yeah, we've got a lot of other people. Like we don't really have a lot of ties 
We played them in a grand final yeah. 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I guess you share, That's a, kind you of share a border too. <laughs> we share a border. That's right. <laughs> but, we, but we share a border with a lot of other teams. So there's, um, my, there's my hard stat. We've, right. got, we've got Canberra. So we're back to Ricky. And Ricky's had the wood on Parra. I think Parra haven't won in Canberra. Yeah. For, for like six years or something cold. crazy. We're not we're like um we're, we're not a cold weather team. No. Because the weather's always so nice. Yeah. <laughs> um well I got a couple of hard stats as well. This is a, okay. this is one going these on from those, last th- these are these hard stats that you just sneak in. You yeah, don't even, I'm just gonna no play. Yeah it's a little it's a little sneaky hardy I'm just gonna yeah, shove just, in ooh, there. Wow I didn't even see that one coming. <laughs> um well this is a carry on we still have a hundred percent winning record with our spine of Tommy Kane, DC, and Arpy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Para. Mm. Para, which is, this is a good stat for you. This isn't a bad stat. Okay. But Para have at 100% winning record when they play understrength teams. So that's that's a pretty good winning record. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three, three and one. Who would have thought? Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and now I just, can I just finish with a new, another new segment? Okay. It's, I just, it's going to be called, um, it's going to be called I'm not crying, you're crying. Okay. Okay. So this is this is something that Dong Dong <laughs> Don Singh uh, wrote. He's a manly strength and conditioner trainer. Okay. And this is just about something that he witnessed after the game. Okay. Last Let week. me just get coming. Yeah, if you could just play the appropriate music, that would be great. Then there is the other tough I saw last night. The one that all real champions possess. There is a player who has had to leave the field early. He sits and smiles with the team and takes their elation of a tough win and their sorrow with the uncertainty of the severity of their brother-in-arms injury. It is disappointing and uncertain feeling to bear for him. Out in the change room, there is a young boy who wanted to see Turbo because he is presenting a school project on someone who has made a positive influence to my life. I've explained to him and his dad that Turbo is sitting quietly and right now might not be the time, but he will make it happen for him perhaps next week. The wee man and his dad smile and say they absolutely understand. And then suddenly, there he is, Turbo, smiling and engaging with his boots signed in his hands and gives the young boy 20 minutes of attention. All because, in his self-reflecting moment, he heard someone needed him. Sorry, I'm not crying, Bill. You are. You're crying. Your pants are crying. That's tough. Tom and Jake have it as a personality and is something Des instills in our men. No No matter where you are and how you feel, put it to the side and do the right thing. That thing that needs to be done. That is why this guy, Travojevic, Tom, is a champion. We'll just leave it there. And as we always say at this time of the podcast, may your dreams be filled with maroon and white. And may Tom Travojevic kiss you goodnight, but not too quickly. We don't want his hand to play up. (laughs) Goodnight, Australia. (laughs) 